0: Hey, you're listening to The Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. I want to talk to you guys just from like a coffee shop vibe. Is that okay? Okay. Because it's something I'm really excited to talk about. It's something that's really simple, but it's something that even adults struggle with. Okay? So I'm talking to you guys like you're grown people. This is like one of the number one things I hear from people your age, and people my age, and people older than me, and just all people. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And this is called Why You Should Talk to God. And here's what I'm talking about. When I talk to literally almost anyone of literally almost any age, they just are frustrated, and understandably so, saying, I feel like I don't know how to talk to God, and I feel like I don't know how to hear from God. I struggle to have a relationship with him. I don't feel like he speaks to me. I don't know how to hear him, but I also don't know how to talk to him. I don't know how to know God, right? How do I really know God? We know about God, but how do we really know God? This was something that I really struggled with growing up and it's so simple, (laughs) it's so easy. Once I just started doing the simple things, everything clicked and fell into place for me. And so that's why I wanna talk to you tonight about why you should talk to God prefer this title versus saying like tonight we're going to talk about prayer because that was actually one big thing that I got hung up on like my whole life if something has a title or a name then I like with my personality I need like a list of rules to go with it okay I'll explain I can watch like a YouTube video of someone doing something I don't get it at all it's lost on me I need step-by-step instructions. So even if you're showing me, Morgan, do this, I need you to also be saying things like, make sure your posture is like this, make sure you keep your back like this, make sure you do this with your hands. I have to understand completely like what my entire body is supposed to be doing it's a huge shortcoming for me, okay? Because I'm not really a visual learner, but I'm also not really an auditory learner, and I don't really learn that well just with written instructions. I'm not sure how I learn, okay? I managed to get this far, but what I'm saying is when someone is like, okay, you need to pray, then instantly I'm just like, okay, well, what are the like the 17 things I'm sure I need to be doing? How do I make sure I'm doing it right, right? I'm always hung up on that in all of life with everything. How can I be sure I'm doing it right? I tried to make brioche rolls for Thanksgiving, okay? I won't go into the whole story, but several years ago, I decided that I want my grandkids to be like, Grandma made the best rolls, and after I die, I want them to make my rolls. Steven can tell you, he's my brother, he's at all of our holiday things. I've tried to make rolls probably like for six different holidays. They're bad every time. They're not horrible, but they're, they're not, like frozen ones are better. You may as well just do Sister Schubert's, okay? I've complained about this to many people that I think might be able to help me. What am I doing wrong? Everyone on Instagram makes bread, makes rolls. I, why like, why can't I? I got a mixer, I got a dough hook this time. I thought it would be different. So when I was trying to make the rolls the night before Thanksgiving, and they tasted okay this year, the texture just wasn't there. But you gotta have both, you know? I also tried to make Texas Roadhouse butter, and it was not like Texas Roadhouse, so just the whole bread situation didn't go well, but this is, okay, like, uh, to display my personality, I'm making the rolls, it says, be patient, it will take the dough a while to come together. It's like, okay, it's fine, the dough hook is going, it's fine, we're going, we're going. It says it may take five or ten minutes. We get 20 minutes in and the dough's not forming, so I already have suspicions that something hasn't gone well with this. So I start to Google things, and I'm looking up YouTube videos. What do you do if your dough's not coming together? What do you do when you're making brioche rolls? Cause I got it. Like I just need these steps. I had the recipe, but I'm doing it, and something's not right. There were no pictures with the words on my recipe. It was only the words. So when it says the dough's coming together, you know, I think I know what that's supposed to look like. It was like it should. It's gonna come together, and it'll slap the size. <laughs> a dough. I mean, I know what biscuit dough is like. I know what cinnamon roll dough So in my brain. Okay. We're going for dough. So we get way into adding more flour. Then it's kind of a dough. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. You know? So then it says cover, let it rise for an hour in a warm place until it's doubled in size. Well, the whole house was feeling cold to me. So I was feeling not good about that, but I just put a towel over it and I put it upstairs because heat rises and I set it in a corner. (laughs) <laughs> I left it there for an hour and it, it hadn't doubled in size so again I'm kind of googling like hello my brioche dough is not doubling in size it has maybe 25% increased in size it's definitely not double anyway so I just accepted the doubling for what it was not and I just formed it into rolls and then it said cover in the fridge bake the next day well I I uncover them in the fridge the next day to bake them. And when I tell you these things are hard as rocks, like I could have thrown it at your face and it would have hurt you. It's a really dense dough. I sliced a piece off, I ate it. I was like, it tastes fine, it's just heavy. So you can understand from that though, from all my Googling, like I just gotta, I gotta have all these instructions. I took the rolls to my family Thanksgiving, and they all agreed that they're not, that, they're not that good. When one person, not in the room, not an immediate family member, um, went to like cut into the role, they were just like, this whole thing just fell apart. I was like, I know, but it tastes good. Just put a bunch of butter on it. It'll be fine. So anyways, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm going to continue the role like journey because it's, I'm just frustrated at this point. It hasn't worked and I'm getting embarrassed at my family events. But I'm, I'm looking for step-by-step instructions, right? And I thought I had them, and I didn't. It went south, and I couldn't find the instruction I needed. That was a long story to tell you that that's how I used to literally be with, like, prayer and everything. They'd be like, you need to have a relationship with God. And I'm like, okay, but how? And they'd be like, you need to pray. And I'd be like, okay, but how? Is it okay if I pray here? Is it okay if I pray there? So the conclusions that I came to on my own were that um, I needed to have really faith-filled prayers, right? I didn't need to complain to God. I needed to go and say, God, I know that you can do this. My faith is in you, blah, blah, blah. And I also concluded that I needed to be fully focused when I was praying. Like, no distractions, mind quiet, totally 100% focused on God. So for me to do that, I had to be in very specific places, very specific settings, blah, 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 blah. When I would try to meet all these criteria and pray, it would go horrifically. My prayers were lame. I couldn't focus. I didn't hear God speak. It was just frustrating, right? So probably when I was 16 or 17, somebody spoke at the quarry and I really don't remember what they talked about, but I just remember them saying, you need to talk to God just like you talk to your friend. That changed everything for me, which you're you're probably like, yeah, you're an idiot, but really I thought that prayer was so regulated and so specific and just an exact formula that I could never do it right. And when someone just stood in front of me and said, just talk to God like you talk to your friends, I was like, okay, well, I can do that. And at first I was like, I don't know if God wants to hear me talk to him. Like, I talk to my friends. I don't know. <laughs> like, is that really like a prayer if I'm just babbling to him? You know, I'm not asking for something or I'm not worshiping him. I'm just talking to him. So it was weird at first, but I literally started talking to God just like I would a friend. And that's what I do today. That My point is that it's really important for me to talk to you just about talking to God. We don't need to call it prayer. It is prayer. And there's a time and place where we could talk about the types of prayer and everything. But tonight I just want to talk to you about just talking talking to God. Just talking to God. If there was like something that recorded everything I said all day, every day, you guys would probably think I was a crazy person for how much I talk to God and the kinds of things I say to him. I'm not bragging that I talk to God a lot, but I think of it this way. You know, when you have a break in work or a break in your schedule or a break in class, you just pick up your phone and you like snap a few people back, text a few people back. You're just kind of talking to them like all day. That's how I do God. And you know, when you're talking to those people, you're not really always telling them something important. It's a picture of your lunch, right? It's like your chin, it's your teacher, whatever you're sending to people that's how I talk to God. (laughs) That's literally, I talk to him about the boring things in my day. I talk to him about my frustrations. I talk to him just like he was my best friend standing next to me. And that completely changed my life. As soon as I began doing that, I actually like began hearing God talk to me, which I thought, I I literally thought I was like incapable of hearing from God. People would talk about hearing from God and I would be like, I want to do that, but I can't. I've tried. It doesn't work. You say God is always talking, but I can't hear him, right? And As soon as I just started talking to him, he started talking to me too. It was so crazy. It blew my mind like how easy it was. So it's important to talk to God, but it's easy to talk to God. So I want to give you three reasons tonight why you should talk to God. The first thing is that talking to God is good for your mental health. Talking to God is good for your mental health. In 1 Peter 5, 7, it says this. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God... And at the proper time, he will exalt you, casting all your cares. And listen to this, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, and all of your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. The things that give you anxiety and the things that you are worried about, Those are the exact things you can talk to God about. Those are the things God wants you to talk to Him about. This verse is saying, hey, cast all of your worries and anxieties and fears and concerns on God. Why? Because He can handle them. Do you know that God is big enough to handle you in the middle of a panic attack? And God is big enough to handle you on the days you're really depressed? And God is big enough to handle you when you're just having intrusive thoughts and your mind's out of control? God is literally made to handle that. He's saying, listen, when your anxiety is out of control, when your mental health isn't good, when you're worried and concerned and depressed, bring it to me. Don't just lay there and take it and don't leave God out of it as if he doesn't want to be involved. God says, give all of that to me. Cast all of your worries, all of your anxieties, and all of your cares on him. How do we do that? We do that by talking to him. We do that by talking to him. Like I said, if you guys heard me talking to God all day, you probably think it was so nutty. But when I'm anxious, I literally stop, and this is what I do. I say, God, I'm super anxious right now, <laughs> and I need peace right now. I receive your peace. I ask you for peace. I need peace for my mind. I'm struggling right now, and this is difficult, and I thank you that you're my peace, and you're going to give me peace in this moment. And you know what? He does. And I'm not oversimplifying it because it just really is that simple. But I went so long without talking to God like that. I prayed maybe on good days when I was feeling grateful because I thought that was a good prayer. Like, God, I'm so thankful for, you know, X, Y, Z. And that is a good prayer. I do talk to him about what I'm grateful for. But you know what my grateful prayers often sound like? They start like this, God. I'm really frustrated and I'm having a terrible day, but I'm going to spend a few minutes telling you what I'm grateful for. And then I start listening what I'm grateful for. It doesn't start in gratitude, but it ends in gratitude. But you know what? It brings peace. That talking to God in a real way allows him to move in my life just because I'm inviting him to. So he says, listen, I'm good for your mental health. I want you to take all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns once and for all and give them to me. Talk to him and give it to him. One huge thing God has done in me this year is just taught me to not get upset about things I can't control. And some of that is really big dramatic situations. Some of it is little dumb things at work or little dumb things at home that don't matter. It's literally from the tiny things to the big things. But learning just to cast my care on him. For every single thing keeps me from being upset I'm so grateful that God has taught me to be that peaceful it's kind of hard to get me upset and I don't say that in a braggy way and I also don't say that in a way that I'm perfect because I'm still learning but I look back and I just see so much growth that God has walked me through and it wasn't me it was just fully him saying listen quit getting worked up about it pray about it talk to me about it give it to me forget it Forget it. Don't get worked up about it. We've heard that this in our church, right? If you're thinking about it, then you're worried about it. That was huge for me, right? Because we can say, okay, I'm not going to worry. But how often are our thoughts going there? How much is our mind going there? How much of our day is consumed thinking about that thing that worries us? I had to really learn I can give it to him and it can stay there so that I don't have to be frustrated and I don't have to be upset because the reality is, I can control myself, and that's about it in life. (laughs) I can control me. So, if I'm going to let everybody else make me upset all the time, I'm going to be a miserable person, and I'm just not willing to live life that way anymore. I want to have peace, I want to have joy, and I want to be happy. And a huge part of that is letting go, casting my cares on God, talking to Him about those things that made me angry things that I feel like are not right, the things that give me a lot of anxiety, the times I'm having panic attacks. Give it all to him and let him handle it. Let him deal with it. I hate to say let go and let God, but I'm going to say it. Let go and let God, okay? All the boomers can give me an offering for that. Let go, let God. Just get it out of your hands, for real. It's like the key to being happy for me. Just taking that stuff to God and talking to him about it so he can handle the all of those things and here's what happens when we do that so that verse was saying hey bring all this stuff to me give me your anxiety give me your worry give me your concerns but if we look in Philippians 4 6 and 7 it says this don't fret or worry instead of worrying pray or talk to God let your petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers Letting God know your concerns. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I told you, this is, this is a coffee shop vibe. This is just a Chad vibe tonight. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, here's what happens. A sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. My dad is a guy who has, like, key phrases in life, and one of his phrases is simmer down. Simmer down. this a lot because i'm not usually simmered on my own in my natural state i'm simmered up not simmered down so dad always said simmer down and this is what the holy ghost has helped me do to simmer down before you know it a sense of god's wholeness everything coming together for good will come and settle you down it's wonderful what happens when christ displaces worry at the center of your life that is such a powerful truth when you're in the middle of a panic attack or any other kind of attack or a bad season of depression God's peace can come and settle you down if you will just pray instead of worry. If you will just talk to him instead of run those thoughts over and over in your mind. He knows what you're thinking anyway, so you may as well tell him. He's not going to be shocked by anything you say. He already knows it's all going on. But when you just take the time to pray and just talk to him, things will just settle for you. A different translation says it this way. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. That sounds impossible, but it's not. I'm really, really, really learning in that, that life this year that I don't have to be worried about anything. I don't have to be upset about anything. I don't have to be frustrated about anything. I know it doesn't sound real, but we can really live that way. God has designed us to live that way. He is God, and we are human, and we just give him all the stuff that we can't handle because we weren't made to handle it. So when you do that... You won't be worried about a thing. It says this, be saturated in prayer or talking to God throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. You can tell God every detail of your life. He wants to hear it. Even if your parents don't want to hear it, even if your friends don't want to hear it, even if your coworkers don't want to hear it, God wants to hear it. He wants to hear every detail of your life. When I tell you I talk to him about everything, I talk to him about everything. Everything, But the amazing thing is it's not just me babbling or talking to someone invisible. When I talk to him about everything, that peace comes and it settles me in every situation. That's how I can be not upset. That's how I can be not worried. That's how I'll come everyone around me can be panicking and I can be like, well, it's okay. I'm not going to worry about it. It's out of my control. <laughs> like, You know, I'll do what I can, but if I can't change it, I'm not getting upset about it. Because that peace comes when we live a life saturated in prayer or saturated in talking to God. How often do you talk to God? Right? How often do we really stop and talk to God? And I'm not talking about talking to him for hours. I'm talking about seconds. When I talk to God, it's like in spurts that are just seconds long. But it is all day long right I do my best to live my life saturated in prayer like I said just like when you're grabbing your phone and you're just texting somebody back real quick you're not talking to them for hours but you're talking to them all day that's what God's looking for he just wants to be your father and your friend he wants to talk to you throughout your day he doesn't just want to get a prayer from you on Sunday morning he misses you he's not mad when you're not talking to him but he misses you and he's also saying hey listen give me everything you can't handle that's what I'm here for talk to me about every detail, cast that on me, bring it to me, and I'll come and I'll settle your life. Another thing that I love when we're thinking about talking to God being good for our mental health is in Matthew 11, it says this, verses 28 through 30, are you tired, worn out, or burned out? Our like, entire world is all free, right? <laughs> if you're those things, you're not alone because it's all of us. I was thinking about this and there's a lot of data to support this. There's been so many big events in our lifetimes, every single one of us. Like I was born during the Gulf War, so there was big things and, and the United States was at war during that time. Operation Desert Storm, I was barely alive for that. But in, in most of our lifetime in here, um, we saw 9-11 happen, right? a huge terrorist attack on our country. That was scary to me in fourth grade. There was a recession that followed. I know people personally that lost businesses and lost homes and their lives were dramatically changed by a financial recession. Then if we just, I mean, we can name like 17 things from like the last three years, right, that have just been crazy. So we're living in really, shaky uncertain times and we've seen everybody's mental health just completely unravel right and if yours has too that's okay you're not alone but there's an answer to it if you're tired you're worn out and you're burned out God is saying come talk to me get away with me and you'll recover your life I'll show you how to take a real rest walk with me and work with me watch how I do it Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And don't you miss that feeling, right? When you're living a life that's tired and heavy, it is so frustrating because you just want to break. You just want to feel peace. You just want to be rested. There's a real, real, real way to do that. And it's literally just by going to God and talking to him. He just says, come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. That has nothing to do with the world that we live in, with the times that we're in, what's going on in culture, what's going on in our family, what's going on at school. In the midst of absolutely all of that, I can have my life together, and I can have real rest and real peace. That's what God has been teaching me. Hey, it's as easy as just coming and talking to me. That's all you got to do. Just come spend time with me. You don't have to show up in good condition. You don't have to show up happy. You don't have to show up with good things to say. You don't have to show up uh, full of faith every time. You can just show up exactly how you are, and I will give you rest just by talking to God. And that has been so true in my life. If you guys just knew, some of the situations that have gone on in my life this year, they've just been crazy. And it's been wild because I've just been in the middle of it being like, I should be upset right now, but I'm not. I know previously I would have been so devastated by this, but I'm just not. I leave those difficult situations, I walk away from something hard, and I just start talking to God about it. I just start talking to him. I sit down and I talk to him. I sit down and I start praying. Sometimes it's in English. Other times it's in tongues because there have been times this year where I did not have the words. (laughs) I had no idea what to say. Lord, I want to talk to you, but I can't even put this into words right now. So I'm just going to pray in tongues about it. But that peace just comes. And it's been remarkable where I can literally tell, like, I should be upset right now, but I'm just not. It's crazy, but it's because God is saying, Come to me, I'll give you rest. No matter what is going on in your life or what has happened in your life, what's been done to you, you can have rest and you can have peace. And that is so real. And I, it seems almost silly to be saying that, but I really think in the world we live in, people just think that that's the way it is, right? That Like, oh, we all have anxiety. Well, yeah, we do, but there's something all of us can do about it. God is offering the same answers to everybody. God is offering the same benefits to everyone. He's just saying, hey, just come give it to me. Come talk to me. You'll find rest. It's that simple, and it really has been that simple in my life. The second thing I want to tell you tonight about talking to God is that it will make your relationship with him real. And like I said earlier, I was super frustrated in high school because I grew up in this church. I fully believed God was real. I did believe that he loved me and I did believe that people could know him. I just couldn't figure out why I couldn't know him. Like why wasn't it working for me? Well, this was a huge key. When I would try to pray, like I told you, I would try to like have a huge formula. I would also sit down and try to be like, okay, I'm gonna pray for 30 minutes straight, no interruptions, no drifting in the brain, no snacks, nothing, 30 minutes. You guys know I'd make it like 90 seconds, right? Like it didn't go well. And (laughs) it was just so hard for me. But when I really just started talking to him like I talked to you, he became so real to me. And it says this in Jeremiah 31 and verses 31 through 34. This is God kind of prophesying about the future. He says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. This is a lot of words, but he's basically talking about when Jesus comes and dies for us, this is what's going to happen. He says this, This is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. And This is verse 34, the key. And each man will no longer have to teach his neighbor and his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they will all know me through personal experience from the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and I will no longer remember their sin. God is saying, hey, you can know me through personal experience. That's how he's designed to be known. Listen, if you don't like coming to church it's probably because you don't have a relationship with God. And I'm not criticizing you for that. I used to really struggle with this. Like, I want to love this life. I want to love church. But I was lacking a real relationship with God, so it was frustrating. Because I was coming and hearing about things on Sunday morning that I wasn't experiencing Monday through Saturday. And that's a frustrating place to be. So if you're there, I totally get it. If you're like, I don't really enjoy church that much. Well, it's probably because you don't have a real relationship with God. If you're like, I don't really enjoy my Bible that much. I don't know. I don't really get why people like love worship so much. It's probably because you don't have a real relationship with God. You just need to talk to him. God said, hey, my people, they're going to know me personally. Somebody else isn't going to have to explain everything to them. I'm going to know them personally. They will know that I'm real because they know me personally. How do we do that? We just do that by talking to him. How do I know any of you in this room? Just by talking to you, right? If I didn't speak to you, I wouldn't know you, right? It's that simple. We know people because we talk to them. We see them and we talk to them. God is the same way. He wants you to know him personally, and he's saying, hey, just talk to me. Just talk to me. But when I started doing that, all of a sudden, I loved my church. I loved Sunday morning. I loved having like a Bible verse pop out of me and just reading that all week. I loved having worship music on in my car. Why? Because now I, I know the guy behind all this. I know what we're doing. I understand what this is about. And the things that I hear on Sunday are the things I'm experiencing Monday through Saturday. And it all came just from talking to God. He became completely real to me when I talked to him. And, you know, it's just... It's really hard to deny someone who talks to you. For instance, no one could convince me that Joshua Carey's not real, because I know him, because I can talk to him, right? (laughs) We've talked before. If somebody met me on the street and was like, hey, you know Joshua Carey, he's not real. I would totally think they were a crazy person, right? That's, we are laughing because it sounds so stupid, but the, the same thing is really true for God. There's no one on the entire planet, like literally this whole church could just shut down tomorrow. Everyone could leave. All the leadership could say like, oh, forget God. This was all fake. And I'd be like, okay, and you know, I'd just be looking for a new place to go to church because this is real to me. No one can talk me out of it. Even the people that I respect the most cannot talk me out of it because I actually know God. Just like no one could talk me out of the fact that I know Joshua Carey because I know him. Nobody can talk me out of what I believe because I know God, and he talks to me. I know him personally, and that changed it all for me. If I had not done this and just started talking to God, I wouldn't have stayed in church. It was too frustrating for me to hear something on Sunday that was not happening in my life throughout the week. I hated it. I couldn't stand it. It's not that I hated church. I didn't hate the people here. But I was so frustrated just being like, quit telling me about God Like when I can't hear him speak. It's so annoying. Like, how are you guys all doing this and I can't? It was a frustrating place to be. But that all changed just because I started talking to him. He became so real to me. I didn't have to show up perfect. He knew what I was thinking when I showed up. I really showed up and started doing this with the attitude of like, okay, I'll give you one more chance, God. I'm really going to try this, and then if it doesn't work, I'm going to figure out how I'm going to transition into something different here and find what else I'm going to be about in life because this is just frustrating. But it didn't take hardly any time at all before I was like, hey, this is working. They were actually right. I just needed to stop and talk. To God, Amazing. So I can't be talked out of it because I know him. But it also just gives me so much peace that I do know him. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be worried. I don't have to be falling apart. I don't have to be anxious. I don't have to struggle with depression. I don't have to deal with any of that because I know God and I know he deals with it for me. I just used to think I had to show up perfect and have it all together instead of just giving him all the mess and he would put it together. That's what he did for me. I loved that verse earlier. He'll just come and settle you down. He'll just put all the pieces together in your life when you talk to him. So talking to God will make your relationship with him real to you. And the third point I want to give you is that talking to God will bring answers and insights. Talking to God will bring answers and insights. And there are just too many Christians are just acting like they don't know what to do in life, and I'm not telling you that I know what to do about everything, but I'm telling you that I'm not living life in a way that I'm just like, oh, I just don't know what to do. What am I going to do? I'm going to pray and I'm going to talk to God about it. And then we're going to see what I'm going to do. That's what's going to happen. That gives me so much peace just to know I can talk to him and I can get direction. I can get answers. I can get insight. I'm going to be okay. I, I mean that to you so real. I've had this conversation with God so many times. It's been remarkable in my life this year. And I don't think this is going to happen, but I guess if it does, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I've been literally like, God, if I just lost it all tomorrow, I just would be Okay. I know that I would be okay. The thought of that doesn't intimidate me at all, weirdly, you know? But it's just because I've got answers. I don't know. If everything goes crazy tomorrow and stuff happens that I don't expect, I'm just going to talk to God about it and we'll see what he says because I've got answers. I've got insight. He's not surprised even when I am, so I'm just not going to be worked up about stuff. So there's things that are going to happen that are out of my control. But I know where to go for answers when things happen that I don't expect. And it says this in James 1 5 and 6. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. That's so simple. He will not rebuke you for asking. He's not looking down on you because you come to him for help. (laughs) That's literally what he's made for. If you need wisdom, ask God and he'll give it to you. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Don't waver for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that's blown and tossed about by the wind. I just don't think people are living their life in a way that they really believe. If you need wisdom, you can ask God for it and he'll give it to you. That's why anything could happen in my life tomorrow and I would be okay because I don't have to figure it out. I just need to ask God for wisdom and I know he's going to give it to me and he's not going to be irritated at me for asking him that's what he's for. That's why I talk to him, because I need his help. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he'll give it to you. It says this in Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11, keep on asking, and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find it. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door is opened. It says this about God. He's given an illustration. You parents, if your children ask for bread, do you give them a rock instead? Or if they ask for fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? I think people are afraid to ask God for things because they think they won't get it. When scripture is so clear to say, if you ask him, yes, he will help you. That doesn't mean I can ask for a mansion and I'll have it tomorrow. But he's saying, hey, if you need wisdom, if you need things to sustain your life, right, what is it talking about? Bread and fish. I need food. I need something to get me through every day. I can go to God and get what I need to get me through every day. Ask and he'll give it to you. It says this in James 4 too, You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. Isn't that the world we live in? It's so weird. You're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight to take it away from other people. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. What is he saying? You're trying to get everything you need and you're hurting other people doing it because you just need to ask God and he'll give it to you. Whatever you need in life, you can ask God for it. If you need peace and mental stability, ask him. I do it all the time. <laughs> if you need joy, ask him. I do it all the time. If you need wisdom for how to deal with a situation that seems difficult, ask him. He'll give it to you. He is a good father. He is a good God. He wants to give us what we need. We just need to ask. We just need to talk to him. I'm somebody, I don't know if this played into it for me, but I struggle with asking for help. I struggle with asking for what I need. I don't want to, like, get in people's way or whatever. So I'm not always the first person to do that. I'll spend 10 hours doing something on my own that would take, like, one hour if I just asked somebody to help me with it, okay? So it's really kind of stupid. But God is saying, don't do that. Ask me, ask me and I will give it to you. And I'm saying that over and over, but it's because I want you to believe it tonight. What do you face every day? Start talking to God about it. Ask him for what you need. If you need strength to get through the day, ask him. I literally asked for that when I had like three nights of bad sleep and I'm struggling. I say, God, I need strength to get through this day. My eyeballs are burning and my brain is not with it. I need strength i need you to help me i need you to help my body and he does i literally ask him for the most practical things if i'm gonna have a conversation with someone i'm a little nervous about i say, father give me wisdom Holy Spirit, give me the words that I need to say. Show me how to handle this situation properly and love this person or bring resolution or whatever. Make them feel hurt. I ask him for stuff like that. If I'm having something challenging coming up at work, I say, Father, I ask you to help me with this. I ask you to give me ideas. I know you've given me the job, so I thank you for helping me be a good employee. Give me the ideas that I need for this. Help me figure this problem out. I ask God for stuff all the time. That's what he's there for. He says, you don't have it because you're not asking for it. If you don't enjoy a relationship with him, start talking to him about it. Father, I want to know you. How do I know you? I need you to help me know you. I want you to speak to me. I'm asking you to speak to me. If he's not speaking to you, are you asking him to? Are you looking for him to? I can't get mad and be like, well, Judah never talks to me if I'm just like, every time he comes in the room, I just don't look at him, and I just walk the other way. We do that to God, though. We're like, God, you're not speaking to me. And he's like, you're not even, like, looking at me. (laughs) I would love to talk to you. You're running literally away from me. Talk to me. (laughs) Just talk to him. He wants to give you answers and insight. That's really the whole point of being a Christian. I've thought this through before. If I really didn't believe God loved me and wanted to help me, I probably would have left this thing a long time ago as well, because I, I know that sounds bad. I really admire the people, though. I know there's a lot of people in a lot of religions who are just committed um, for the sake of being like diligent and committed, right? They serve a God um, expecting nothing in return. But that would be difficult for me, because if I'm going to give my whole life for something, only for there to be no benefit to me, I wouldn't be very motivated to do that, right? My point is that as Christians, there is help and answers available to us, right? Like, what's the point of this if we still have to live life and struggle like the entire rest of the world? There's not a lot of point. Why do I need God if my life is just going to look the same as everyone else's and be hard and be difficult and whatever? Why do I need him? I need him because he can offer me things that other people don't have. He offers me things I can't get without him. How am I supposed to have the answers of life without him? I don't. I promise you, you don't. I figured that out very quickly, and I'm still learning it today. When I try to do things on my own, man, it does not go well. I need God. He gives me an advantage. He gives me such a huge advantage. There's so much access to information and answers that I would never have without Him. So I don't ever want to be a day without Him. This is why I love talking to Him. It benefits me. I love it because I love Him. I enjoy knowing Him. But it also does so much for me. I don't want to go a day without that. I don't want to be me without God. It's, It's not good. You wouldn't like me and I don't like me in that scenario. I need Him. There is so so much available and such a big advantage to knowing God and to talking to him and hearing him you have not because you ask not so let's start asking him like I said if you don't hear from God start asking him to speak to you talk to him throughout the day God I'm here I want you to speak to me I need you to speak to me I'm frustrated about this I'm bored in math class I don't know This person hurt my feelings earlier today. Like, I'm upset about it. I need you to speak to me. I tell God all the petty stuff. I promise. I tell him things I would not tell you because it would be embarrassing. But I tell him I tell him everything, and he is always there to help. But talking to God will bring you answers and insights. So we're almost done tonight, but I'm going to just tell you real quick how to start talking to God. Because I get it. I know I'm making it sound simple, and it is simple, but I've also been in the place where I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I'm serious. Like, I just, I don't know. It's weird. The first thing i want to tell you how to start talking to God, start short and sweet. Don't be like me and be like, I'm going to pray for 30 minutes solid. You don't need to pray for 30 minutes solid. There will be times in your life where maybe God is going to ask you to pray. You'll feel led to to spend longer times in prayer. Keep it short and sweet. Just like I've been saying to you all night, just tell him what's going on. God, I'm this right now. God, I'm that right now. God, I need this right now. God, I'm really tired, but I have a lot to do today. I need strength. Just, just start with little things. Just like you would text your friend in the morning something stupid. Just like you would respond to Snapchat something stupid. Just talk to God about anything. Start talking to him like he's your friend, but keep it short and sweet. The second thing is to talk to him as often as you can. Just like you're in touch with people all day throughout the day, when you have time, do the same thing with God. When you go to the bathroom at school, take a couple seconds to talk to God. When you get in the car to go somewhere, take a couple seconds to talk to God. I literally just try to talk to him as much as possible about whatever. About whatever I can. Talk to him as often as you can. The third thing is to expect him to talk back to you. It's safe to expect results from God. It's safe to believe that this works. It's safe to believe that this is true. So when you start talking to him, expect him to respond the clouds are not going to part. You're probably not going to see an angel. I never have. You're not going to hear a weird voice. You're not going to feel nothing, but you're just, you're just going to hear him. You're just going to hear him. And at first I was like, is that God? Is it not God? And one of the things that actually really confirmed it for me is sometimes I would just like out of nowhere, you know, I've been talking to God and I would just think of a person or whatever, or, or think of a person in a scripture, something kind of weird like that. And I'm like, if I would text that person, hey, I'm thinking about you and praying for you, just want to encourage you with this scripture, people started being like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. You have no idea how much I needed that today. That exactly applies to my situation, blah, 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 blah. Well, I had no idea, but I'm still, so, so I started to learn, like, oh, okay. God is talking to me. Like, that's what this is. I just started kind of, like, doing these things I sort of felt like I was supposed to do, and then there would be fruit from it. So I was like, okay, that is God. And so I learned to identify his voice just in these little things. Just like, oh, I feel like I should do this. I feel like I should do that. I feel like I should give this person some money. And then when I did, they would be like, oh, my gosh, I needed this for, like, X, Y, Z. This is for something really specific. Okay, <laughs> like great. <laughs> it worked, you know. And I didn't – I didn't – get it right every time, but just from those little promptings and those little like just tugs on the inside, okay, I feel like I should do this or or a lot of it was even just like I would go to turn the TV on and I would just kind of feel like, Oh, I, I should pray instead of watch TV And at first I'd be like, Is that God? Then I was like, well, it wouldn't be me saying that. So it probably is God. That is not an original thought. So I would say that came from him. I know it didn't come from the devil. <laughs> so I'm going to turn off the TV and I'm going to pray. Or like, you know, uh, this is funny. I'll give you guys an example of um, me not obeying God. Literally during the Word and Spirit Conference. And you guys know there's not a lot that embarrasses me. But there are like a couple things that embarrass me, okay? And you guys were in this church during the running years there were years, when I'm not joking, where people would often run during the church services or during worship. And even as a child, I was like having secondhand embarrassment. I was like, oh, I would never do that. Run, like run, take a laugh. Like, no, I never have felt like I should. Why would I do that? So anyways, that's just like a side note. A lot of people used to run back in the day, but no, no one runs anymore, you know? So during the Word and Spirit Conference, I was on the front row, and one time, um, like, after worship, Dr. Jacobs had got up and started praying, and I just, like, had this thought, like, I feel like I should run across the front of the sanctuary. And then I was immediately like, I do not think I should do that. And I'm telling you, I'm laughing about it, because I, I repented to God, and we're all good. And I said, Father, I'm sorry. But later, I was literally like... I know. Duh, that was God, because I was trying to be like, is this God? I don't know. This doesn't feel like an appropriate time to run. No one else is running. It's not even like a crazy vibe. No one's even like shouting, and I'm just going to take off running. So I'm going through all this in my mind, like, man, I don't know if this is God. But then later that night, I was like, Morgan, that literally would not have been you. Do you think you just had that idea? Like, you should run across the front of this room in front of everyone. Like, no, I don't want to do that. That was clearly God, and I did not obey him, and I had to say, holy. I'm sorry because that was obviously you so I don't I don't always miss or I don't always get it right and sometimes I still miss it but it's still a good exercise to be like well that's not a thought that I would have had It that came from God like it's not me telling me to do that so just expect him to talk back to you it's okay to rely on him. It's okay to trust him. You're not going to be disappointed. And I'm speaking from experience. If you feel frustrated about all of this, I get it because I was there, but it was so easy. When I started talking to God, everything changed and it still changes my life today. And the way that I talk to him now is basically the same way I did when I was 17. It's very honest. It's very blunt. A lot of it is probably kind of whiny and needy, but taking things to him has brought me so much peace and has been the key just to so many things in my life so i love you guys i hope that you somewhat enjoyed this like coffee shop chat but if you have like struggle with this or you have more questions about this you are welcome to contact me or talk to your life group leaders they're amazing they've all walked through this themselves everybody in this room has walked through some of this at some level or another so whoever you're comfortable talking to you can take those questions to them when people come to me with questions I love it, and if this makes you feel better, no one has ever brought me anything that shocked me (laughs) or that made me think bad things about them because it's just the stuff we all deal with. If you come to me and you're like, I don't know, I feel like I hate God and I hate church. We've all been there at one time or another in one way or another, so I would love to talk to you about it, or your life group leader would love to talk to you about it, but I love you guys so much. I really appreciate you being here. I always enjoy being here with you guys on Wednesday night, so thank you so much for coming, and I'll pray and we can hang out for a few minutes. Father, we are really grateful that you make things easy for us, and I thank you that there is so much truth in your word that just teaches us to talk to you, Father. I thank you we can bring anything to you. I'm grateful you listen to everything, but more than that, Father, you answer us, and you give us insight and you give us peace father and you can settle things in our life that need to be settled so I ask you to start speaking to every person in this room father as they start to seek you and as they reach out and as they begin to talk to you we thank you that you'll respond to them father that you'll be able to move in their life in new ways and bring settled um, just peace to areas where they need it father we're grateful that you're so good to us and we're grateful that you love us and we're grateful to be here together tonight in Jesus name amen Thanks for listening to this message to learn more about what's happening at the quarry check us out on social media